Hello, 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 everybody. Good evening. Welcome to another episode being the first episode. (laughs) Being the first episode of Garage Guys Sports, brought to you by our garage here in... And Hockey Haven. And Hockey Haven. Hey, if you want to enter a haven, enter that haven. In San Francisco, California. In San Francisco, California. And if you want a free drink, don't go there. But if you want a good time, go there. Talk to our buddy Seth Murray. He'll show you a good time. Oh, yeah. Now, back to sports. Here are we in our first week, and we're here to talk about what's happening in the sports world in our garage. So we'll jump to baseball. In the ALCS, we have Houston facing off against Tampa Bay. And in the NLCS, we have Los Angeles facing against Ooh. Hotlanta, yes. <laughs> okay. And uh, this is a good series. I like the Rays. I think the Rays have outstanding pitching, some of the best pitching in baseball. The Astros, the Astros. Of course, I know I'm not alone when I say that I don't like to see cheaters succeed after they cheat. And so I feel the same about the Astros. I hope. And I think that the Rays will walk away with a series win. It is a seven-game series in the ALCS, so I'll put it at six games. So I got the Rays in six. And then on the other side, I know Los Angeles has a very talented team, and I know everybody wants to lean that way. But I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to say that Atlanta has this. I think they have a very, very young, very deep team, very good hitters that I think compare well with L.A., and especially L.A., I think their pitching can be a little bit shaky, especially Clayton Kershaw, as we've known in the postseason in the past. So I'm I'm going to go Atlanta, and I'm going to say the Rays in Atlanta in the World Series. And I'll give you guys my World Series pick after this, um, assuming I'm right. Yeah, me too. God, I hope the Dodgers lose. Atlanta and Rays, that would be an t- interesting series at least. I think so too. Yeah. I, I don't want to see the Dodgers. I don't, know, I don't know if anyone wants to see the Dodgers, quite frankly. That's coming from a Giants fan, though. Yeah. But let's get into the NBA Finals this week. A uh, couple great games. Game four of the NBA Finals, we had LeBron teeing it off, getting the win for game game four. In the game five, Miami took it. Yep. Game five, Miami took it toe-to-toe. Uh, it was like a boxing match at the end. But Jimmy Butler sounded it out. Danny Green, it's like he had no sound. He was from space. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing is at the end, Danny Green has a clear shot to win an NBA championship on guard at the top of the key. You got to make that shot. But Jimmy Butler, he was there all game long, all game long, going toe-to-toe with LeBron James, one of the best to ever do it. I love Jimmy Buckets. And actually, I think that that tipped the series – even though that they still have three games, it takes four games to win a series. So I'm going to pick Miami in seven. I yep. think Miami can beat the Lakers. I'm going to pick them in seven games. Oh, man. Wow. No way. I got to disagree on that. LeBron, he's got to make it to at least four or five rings. I'm hoping five right there. It's just if Anthony Davis is healthy, we're, we're in the – we are in the zone. I'm going with Lakers in six. It will end Sunday. Uh, oh, oh yes. Technical difficulties. Ah, back into the football. NCAA football, baby. 
Let's go with the scores happening today. Uh, let's see. Start off Tennessee. Tennessee. Ah, yes. The ranked number 14, Tennessee, taking on Georgia. Oh, man. This was a smashing game. Uh, the walk-on for quarterback Stetson Bennett led it to uh, just a total destruction for the Bulldogs today as they rout Tennessee 44-21. Yep, and then we move on to one of the top games of the day, Florida and Texas A&M. Texas A&M, your Aggies get the upset. Ranked number 21, taking on number four, Florida. Um, Kyle Trask, I like it, Florida. He had a pretty good game, but Kellen Moore, ooh, my, I'm sorry, Kellen Mond, rather, and uh, Jimbo Fisher's big year at Texas A&M, ooh, it looks good. I can see them taking – the rest of the SEC by storm. I know they faltered last week against Alabama, but this was a big win for that program and Jimbo Fisher and just an overall great win. Next game, we had uh, a blowout today in terms of points. Uh, North Carolina scored 56 on Virginia Tech. Yeah, and that defense, unfortunately, was missing a couple starters due to COVID-19. So um, not to make excuses for them, but they are a very good football team, and I think they put together a pretty good performance against a very good top 10 uh, North Carolina team. As you know, Mac Brown, he's always going to coach good teams. But, um, you know, Virginia Tech, they, they came to the front. They're 2-1, and one, and I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the ACC. No doubt about it. They played like that today. Next game, we had a game with an interesting ending. The Auburn Tigers beat the Arkansas Razorbacks 30-28. to Yeah, and they ended up kicking a field goal. So there was a weird – it was like he, um, the quarterback for Auburn fumbled the snap for a spike and then spiked it, but it looked like he spiked it backwards. They ended up calling intentional grounding, and then um, Daniel Carlson's younger brother, um, the Raiders kicker, who's, uh, his younger brother's playing on Auburn, kicks the game-winning field goal for the Tigers – War Eagle, baby. They keep rolling on. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Then we have another team where I'm suspect of how good they are with a game like this. The BYU Cougars beat UTSA 27-20. to Yeah, if you're playing the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners you should, and you're a top 25 team, you should probably beat them by more than one possession. But a win's <laughs> a win, and uh, they ended up getting the win. Good for them. Yes. Finally, BYU getting some major success. Well, it seems like forever. Missouri beating LSU in a scheduling change game, but nevertheless, the Tigers, the Missouri Tigers, got the win over the LSU Tigers. <laughs> yep, we had a Tiger fight, and unfortunately, they had to move this game due to the Hurricane Delta down there in the Gulf. But um, Missouri looked good, and you know what? LSU, I feel like they had a lot of high expectations because of that great championship last year. But when you lose so many starters to the NFL draft, when you lose so many starters in general, like, you know, that's hard. And so um, I think LSU will get their footing. I think they'll end up as a top 25 team, but a little bit tough to start the season. But, you know, but, you know it's easy for Tigers fans. Guess what? You had a uh, national championship last year. You'll be back there in a couple years. <laughs> there only could be one Tiger King. All right, now we have the Red River rivalry with the 22-ranked Texas Longhorns taking on the Oklahoma Sooners in what arguably is the game of the week. What a game. 
for overtimes to decide this one. Missed field goals, missed tackles, comebacks, everything you can imagine on a football game. Sam Ellinger with one of the best runs I've ever seen up the sideline. But at the end of the day, he throws a costly interception to lose this game to Oklahoma, who's been having some questions at quarterbacks. I think Spencer Rattler looked good enough. I don't think that they're the winner in the Big 12 this year. But, you know, especially when you have teams like Iowa State, who we'll talk about next, and other teams in that division. But um, they pulled out the win today, so good job. Good job, defense. That's all I say. Iowa State taking on Texas Tech in another Big 12 clash, with Iowa State remaining impressive in this win. Yeah, their quarterback, he, he looks good. I don't know if he's an NFL quarterback, but he's a very good quarterback, very talented. Um, Iowa State faltered a little bit earlier in the year, but they looked pretty good today against a good Texas Tech team. I mean, when you have the University of Texas allowing 50-plus points against a Texas Tech team and Iowa State held them to 15, I mean, that tells me something about this Iowa State offense, and I think they're going to pose some problems for other Big 12 teams in the future of the season. Ooh, be interesting to watch as Iowa State's not usually up there. <laughs> And uh, we still have some games ongoing right now. Right now, it looks like Notre Dame has this one in hand against Florida State pretty handily. Uh, you never want to assume in college football, but they're up by a couple scores, and you hope they are. Alabama is having a tough scare against Ole Miss right now. We will see how that game ends, and we will let you guys know tomorrow morning on our show. Um, also, a top 10 matchup, Miami and Clemson. Clemson is just routing Big Ben's Miami Hurricane. Sorry about that, Ben. Oh, oh my God. I'm moaning for all the teams right now. No! Oh! <laughs> all right. I'll calm down here. Let's head into the bigger leagues, the NFL, week five, I believe. With some interesting games, some games unfortunately affected by COVID, but nonetheless, we will do our predictions right now. Been waiting to do this for a while. What do we got here? So we have Carolina at Atlanta. I have Carolina two and two taking that game against uh, a winless Falcons team. I just think Carolina has a lot of playmakers in Atlanta. They just can't finish out games right now. I just can't see them finishing out, even though Christian McCaffrey still isn't suiting up for the Panthers. The Teddy Bridgewater had a great game last week. Uh, the defense looked pretty good. And uh, Robbie Anderson, the free agent signing from the Jets, is just phenomenal wide receiver. So I just think they'll be pretty good. Oh, man. I've never, I've never thought a team would choke more than the Cowboys, but we might have one in the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, they just find new ways to lose games every week. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. They almost did it last week, too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, next game we have is Las Vegas against Kansas City, but there is some uh, controversial COVID stuff happening right now. Yeah, um, they have a staffer for Kansas City. They say it was tested positive um, for COVID-19, so they're still waiting tentatively. As of right now, the game's still on, but we'll see. As we know, this whole season, this whole situation, it's touch and go. Um, nothing set in stone, so we'll see how it ends up tomorrow. But I actually have an upset. I have the Las Vegas Football Raiders beating the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, where Derek Carr historically has done terrible. But let me tell you why. This running game 
the ability to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, if they cannot turn the ball over like they did a couple times last week against Buffalo, which ended up as a one-possession game, and actually play the football that they are capable of playing, they will give Kansas City a run for their money. I'm taking the Raiders since Kansas City has played two Monday night games in a row. I think they'll be a little bit off-center playing on a Sunday. God, I hope so. I hope they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And maybe they have more of a chance, depending on who tested positive for the Chiefs, if they're out of the game. But who knows? I got to go with the Chiefs, though. They're still the best team in football right now. I have them going a long ways here, to say the least. I think the Chiefs, it will be a more competitive game for those reasons, but I think they'll get the win. All right. Next game we have is the Arizona uh, Cardinals, Kyler Murray taking on the New York Jets. This should be good practice for Kyler heading into next week. (laughs) The Arizona Cardinals, I think, are one of the best offensive teams in the NFL, and they're taking on probably the worst team in the NFL overall. Um, Not impressed by the Jets at all. I think they're going to end up with the number one pick in the draft, and everybody knows what that means. Um, The Cardinals have great playmakers in DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, go go on. You know, they just have great playmakers. Kenyon Drake, um, I think the Cardinals win big against the Jets in the Meadowlands tomorrow. Oh, man. It should be fun to watch. I love to watch these quarterbacks grow and get these opportunities that are easy wins for them to see them develop over time. Jets suck. All right, heading into the next game. The Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, a Pennsylvania rivalry. As we saw last week, the Philadelphia Eagles got their first win. They are 1-2-1 and and are leaders in the NFC East. Listen to how bad that division again is again. Once again, the Philadelphia Eagles are 1-2-1 and and are leaders of a division. We need to get rid of division races and just do the top teams in the NFC and the AFC. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. I'm picking the Pittsburgh Steelers against the one, two, and one Philadelphia Eagles, who are not very good. Uh, It's Carson Wentz and everybody else in the offense. I feel bad for him. He's just getting harassed every play. And Big Ben has Juju Smith-Schuster and a lot of guys that make plays, like James Conner and guys like that. Um, I'm taking the Steelers. I think they'll win this one pretty handily. I don't think it'll be a landslide because Carson Wentz is such a good player. But they'll win this game, uh, I'll say, by 10. I had it competitive. I I don't know how good the Steelers are. And the Eagles did a good job last week against, well, the Niners are all fucked up, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah. We have uh, some interesting – it's going to be an interesting game tomorrow, I think. But I think the Steelers will just pull it out in the end because Roethlisberger is too big of a veteran. All right. Next we got maybe the biggest blowout of tomorrow. The L.A. Rams taking on the Washington football team. I agree it'll be a blowout just because of the change, the sudden change of quarterback in the week. Kyle Allen, as we saw last year, he had flashes in Carolina. I just don't see him having those flashes with this team. I don't think there's enough talent around him to do well. The L.A. Rams have been a good team for a while. People act like they've taken a step back, but they were 9-7 and seven last year. They just played in a really good division in the NFC West um, with the Niners and the Seahawks. Um, even the Cardinals. So, you know what? I'll take the Rams pretty big against the Washington football team. Um, I'll say by 10 again. By 10. All right. Interesting. I have the Rams beating the Washington football team 
by around 20 points tomorrow. <laughs> I really think that it just won't be a challenge. And I got to say, I feel bad for that Washington quarterback. I heard of the story. He didn't even have a shot at the, at the Washington football team. No. It sounded like. But easy win for my Rams, baby. You can tell who I'm a fan of. <laughs> Let's go to the next game. Cincinnati taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Now we talk about blowouts. This is going to be a 24 at least point game. I like Joe Burrow. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league for a while. But the Ravens are the Ravens. 14-2 and two last year. The best team in the regular season in the AFC. And besides a falter to the Chiefs on Monday night, who are the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I, I just don't see the Baltimore Ravens faltering against the Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> who were the worst, one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. Actually, the, yeah, no, the worst team in the NFL last year. So I, I got the Ravens big. <laughs> yeah, this ain't going to be pretty. This will be a good learning lesson for Joe Burrow of uh, not to panic under pressure. That's the only thing I know what, how to do. I heard Lamar Jackson might have been injured. Is that true, or is that just even if he is, um, Ravens big? Oh man, <laughs> uh, go Ravens! <laughs> All right, heading into the next game, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Houston Texans. I had a coin toss here. I wasn't sure who to pick at certain points. Um, so the Texans, after the dumpster fire, what has been an 0-4 start to the season, after having a 24 to nothing lead in the AFC Championship last year, uh, the Texans this week fired Bill O'Brien, which was long overdue. <laughs> um, they fired Bill O'Brien. They'll have some new coaching, some new energy, um, and they have one of the most talented quarterbacks, and they have one of the most talented rosters with J.J. Watt and just a bunch of guys on both sides of the ball that make play. I, I don't know. I Gardner Minshew, I like Gardner Minshew. I just don't think he can handle the Houston Texans. I got the Houston Texans by two scores. Hmm. It's a good pick. Good pick. I, you know, I feel like both teams are kind of even almost. I had to pick – Gardner Minshew's got to do good at some point. He's got to – I think he'll beat the Texans – in a coin toss. Not confident in that at all. So you're picking you're picking Jacksonville? Jacksonville, baby. Ben's got Jacksonville. <laughs> I gotta introduce this next one. Ben's our host, but I gotta introduce this next one because you guys aren't gonna believe me. Um, so the Miami Dolphins are taking on the San Francisco 49ers, who were in the Super Bowl last year. Miami's gonna walk away with this win. And let me tell you why. Miami has had close games against the Buffalo Bills, who are four now, against the New England Patriots who are always good, and I was with Cam Newton, and against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks last week. Now, San Francisco might still be without Jimmy Garoppolo and some of their best playmakers. I'm taking Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Miami Dolphins in the upset of the week against the San Francisco 49ers. Woo! That is a good pick. It could happen, too. They're so injured on uh, everywhere on their team. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, he has his days. I think this could be an interesting upset. I still got to go with the Niners, though. I still think they're going to get yeah. the win. And uh, it will be a competitive matchup, I'll say at least. But the NFC West is just too good. They have too many good teams. Their 49ers are still good somehow. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, next game we have the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Cleveland Browns. Um, now, this was my coin toss game. The Both teams have one loss. They both had an unexpected loss. Um, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, um, Cleveland, not really unexpected to the Ravens, but they got blown out, which people really didn't see coming. Um, but Cleveland's looked good since then. Um, I think they want to be a passing team, but I think at heart they are a running team. They need to run Nick Chubb. They need to um, run Kareem Hunt. They need to run the Rock. If they run the Rock – against Indianapolis, I think they'll come out with a win. I think narrow. I think maybe by a field goal. But I think Cleveland takes this against Indianapolis, mostly because they're at home as well. But I think Baker does just enough if he doesn't turn the ball over to win. And unfortunately, that is Phillip Rivers. If he has an Achilles heel, it is interceptions. And if he throws a couple costly interceptions, the Browns will maintain possession, run the rock, and win this game. Yeah. This was the toughest game to pick for me. I'm going to have to go with the Browns. That's just impressive momentum from last week. I think Obel Beckham Jr., he might be in the run of his life right now. We'll be, I would take him for MVP right now. Like I would honestly take him for MVP right now. Ooh. I'd probably be Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, OBJ. Damn. Oh, man, yeah. You can't beat Rodgers. That's a good point. And next game. We have the New York Giants taking on the Dallas Cowboys in the game of the week. No, no, I'm kidding. Not the game. Not even close. Not the game of the week. <laughs> not even. There are actually a lot of good games this week. This will not be one of them. No. Dallas is going to walk away with this win. Um, without Saquon Barkley, the Giants just look like a shell of themselves. Um, I like Daniel Jones. Unfortunately, he just doesn't have enough weapons around him. You have Golden Tate and then – Maybe Evan Ingram, but other than that, I mean, they really don't have no line. Their defense is pretty suspect. Um, I'm going to take Dallas in this game pretty handily. <laughs> yeah, I got to take Dallas too, unfortunately. Uh, the Cowboys, they still have a chance, I think, to win the NFC East. It's up for grabs, but. I mean, yeah, the, the team on top only has one win right now. <laughs> they can get first place next week. All right. Out from one competitive division to another, the NFC West Seattle Seahawks are going to be at home against the Minnesota Vikings of the NFC North. Yeah, Minnesota's one and three right now. Um, the Seahawks are just like in a class above everybody else right now. Um, they struggled last week against Miami, but once again, Russell Wilson, he just he's like Aaron Rodgers. He always finds a way. Um, I'm taking uh, Seattle against Minnesota. Um, in this game, and they just don't lose at home. So I'm, I'm taking Seattle. Yeah, they're doing so good. It's like they're cruising. It's almost like they're the Patriots of this year. They, yeah. are, they are beating the Minnesota Vikings, even though they are better than what people think. I will take the Seahawks. Oh, oh that's right. Next game, we have Denver <laughs> at New England, and that goddamn Bill Belichick taking a crappy team when he doesn't have his quarterback, of course he'd get that draw. Gosh darn it. But I will take the New England Patriots in this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm going New England as well. Um, there's talk that um, Cam might not be ready for this game, but Denver has just not looked very good this year. And I think Bill Belichick, um, he, I mean, he's not playing the Kansas City Chiefs this week. He's playing the Denver Broncos. So I, I think he walks away with a pretty easy win this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bill. 
All right. Now we have the L.A. Chargers taking on the New Orleans Saints for Monday night football, I believe, or Sunday night football. Monday night. Monday Monday. night. There we go, yes. Interesting game. Um, So I have another upset. I'm taking Justin Herbert, who was the anointed starter finally by Anthony Lynn. I'm, he's looked very good. Uh, two losses, but looked very good against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Those yeah. both came down to last drive possessions. This guy is a rookie. He's going to be outstanding in this league. Oh, man. Um, and he's facing a struggling Saints team that still might not have Michael Thomas. I am taking the Chargers to upset against the Saints on Monday night. And as we saw this year against the Raiders, the Saints just don't have it on Monday night. I don't know what it is. So I'm taking the Chargers. Man, boy, that's a good point. I didn't even know about Michael Thomas. I'll take uh, – I got to pick the Saints. I feel like Drew Brees is just too good. I'll feel like he finds a way. I'm thinking of that excuse in my head like, okay, uh, Herbert just played Tom Brady. But that was smaller level. This is Monday Night Football, though. So he might just not be ready for that stage yet. That's my excuse. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'll take the Saints on that one, just barely. All right, now we have the Buffalo Bills at the Tennessee Titans, if this game happens. What do you have about that? That's a revolving story. Um, I think, honestly, Josh Allen has been among the top quarterbacks in the league this year. He's really taken just a huge leap this year. Um, Tennessee's a very good team. This was kind of a tough pick for me. Um, I think it's going to be a very, very close game because they both play similarly. They have good defenses. They run the ball a lot. But I'm going to Buffalo. I'm going with the the hotter team right now who's been playing every week, who's got it going. I'm I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. I will take Buffalo as well. I think they are just gaining confidence more and more. I like to see them doing well. Now we have the Detroit Lions taking on the Green Bay Packers. And this is a Tuesday night game because they had to reschedule. Uh, Poor Matt Stafford taking on Aaron Rodgers at Aaron Rodgers' house. (laughs) So the Green Bay Packers probably have the most balanced offense in football besides maybe the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I'm taking Green Bay (laughs) over Detroit. (laughs) I mean, that's just – Aaron Rodgers excels against the Detroit Lions. I think he's only lost a couple games against them in his whole career in Green Bay, and he plays them twice a year, every year. He's just – he is Detroit's worst enemy. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers against the Lions. Poor Matt Stafford. I am going for Aaron Rodgers there. <laughs> All right, Jess, so you wanted to cover one more story, I believe. And that is involving a popular city in sports right now, the world of Tampa Bay, Florida. What do you got to say about it, Jess? Well, I don't think it's a coincidence that the the Tampa Bay is now just the capital of the sports world. I mean, when you look at another capital of the sports world, what would you say? Boston? That's a good one. New York? When the, when the well, I mean, when the Patriots are winning, the Celtics are winning, and the Red Sox are winning. And, you know, by no coincidence, Tom Brady was the quarterback. Uh, so Tom Brady's in Tampa. The Lightning just won the Stanley Cup. The Rays are in the playoffs and are heavy favorites ooh. to maybe win it all. And, um, you know, the Heat are in the finals. That's Florida. It's not Tampa Bay. But, I mean, Tampa Bay doesn't have a basketball team. So, um, I don't know. 
Tampa's really looking like, you know, the head of the sports world right now. We're looking really good. That is awesome. I want to know about more about Tampa, and I'm just glad that we have a, a new town that is mentioned in the sports world. That is the tinsel town of sports town at the moment. I very much enjoy that. It's a new city. And um, another story I want to bring up was involving uh, Ben's favorite team, the L.A. Rams. Um, Jalen Ramsey's baby mama drama. Last week, getting in a fight with Golden Tate because he got Golden Tate, who was a wide receiver for the New York Giants, got his sister pregnant, and then left her for a stripper. Oh, wait, hold on. We have a caller, our first caller in on the show. That son of a bitch. Welcome, caller. Hello, kind You're in Garage Guy Sports. Oh, hey, hey, how's it going, guys? Pretty good. How you doing, caller? We're doing great. How are you, caller? Is that, is that Benjamin's butt side? <laughs> uh, uh, excuse, excuse me, caller. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant Benjamin butt side. Oh. Uh, I just had a quick question for you guys. Go ahead. Uh, how did the Notre Dame score turn out? Uh, Notre Dame ended up taking that game pretty handily. Did you guys both predict that? I did. Yeah. Oh, Ben, you did too? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, well, what was your score prediction? Oh, it was by uh, by a few scores. A few scores. Oh, by, by a few scores. What is that? Like they, they were supposed to win by 42 to 7? Uh, close to that, yeah. What du- was the actual score? Double digits on both sides. Is bubble digits? Bu- bubble digits. Uh, the final score was 42 to, to 26. 42 to 26, huh? <laughs> Correct. Notre Dame did that. Yep. Hmm. Weird. It's very, very weird. You know, fighting Irish. They keep on fighting until they can't. This is another episode of Garage Guys Sports. Again, flying solo, it is I, Jesse Allison, here to recap yesterday's baseball action. Sorry, guys, I am still active duty military, so I had a uniform inspection, so I had to get to bed early. I wasn't able to throw you guys out an episode. Uh, Carlos Correa walks off for the Astros as the Astros claw back into this series. They were down 3-0. to zero. Now, just three games to two. They have two more games to win if they want to advance to the World Series. I did pick the Rays in six, so I do have the Rays winning tonight. We will see if this comes to fruition. Um, And then in the NLCS, we had Atlanta dominating Clayton Kershaw on their way to a third NLCS win. They are now up three games to one. We will see... If they can finish off this series tonight, Uh, I have this one going seven. I have a sneaking suspicion that the Braves will end it quicker than that. Um, That is all. We have a huge weekend of college football coming up this weekend, as well as some NFL action. Uh, Me and Ben will be going live this weekend, um, filming that on YouTube, as well as putting it on here and across all of our podcast platforms like Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. Um, again, if you have anything to add to the podcast, anything like that, come on to our Facebook page. That's Garage Guys Sports, a Z at the end of guy, guys, and a Z at the end of sports. And uh, 
Give us some thoughts. Give us some feedback. We'd love it. Um, I had something else. I had something else. Come on, Jess. You had something else. Um, nope. I think that's it. Uh, all caught up. And uh, you guys have a good one. To our guys at Hockey Haven, keep doing what you're doing. And if you're in San Francisco, California, stop at 3625 Balboa Street at Hockey Haven and tell them the Garage Guys sent you. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good day.